John Holcomb joins us at 5 o'clock from Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. Oklahoma State on the road tonight to face the Kansas Jayhawks. That is a 7 o'clock pregame, 8 o'clock tip here on the Blitz 1170. We head to the Blitz hotline. Joining us is the Big O, Jerry Ostrowski, fresh off championship weekend. Big O, what is happening, my man? Not much, man. I've just got a little bit of time on my hands for the next few weeks. Just kind of sitting around the house. <laughs> do, you, do you want to uh, update everyone as to why you have some extra time on your hands? Well, you know, um, you know, for some, sitting around the house uh, all day long doing nothing high on pain pills is kind of appealing, but for me, it's not really that great, but... No, I had my uh, I had my second knee replaced on Wednesday of last week, so we're about seven days into it, and um, the first two weeks are always kind of a kind of a blur. But I will say that the the recovery and just kind of the experience uh, this time around has been much uh, different than the first time. For it was, oddly enough, even though they had to do a little bit more, the surgery was supposedly an, an easier procedure and. Um, Things are going good. So I did my little old lady workout here a little while ago, and uh, had me a little drink, had me a little drink, and put the old uh, squeezy ice bag back on, and everything's good. So you mean to tell me that the NFL and all of the years that you played in takes a toll on your body, Jerry? I had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> oh man, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you how they set you up, fellas. This is how they set you up. I've got a free. Uh, YMCA membership to the NFLPA. <laughs> so I will be I will be down in the heated indoor pool at the Big C YMCA with all the septa and octogenarians here in about a week or so. Just getting after it yes. with lovely ladies and a little water aerobics. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean, what's the price of two knees when you can get a free membership to the Y, bro? Come on. Now. I know. I I know. I, you are living the bling lifestyle for sure. <laughs> I mean, I mean, knee replacement, you know, beginner's karate class breaking boards like three weeks later. I mean, come on. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, God. But, hey, remember, 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 remember the message. They care about us and they care about our health remember that uh-huh yeah yeah sure they do even though they just uncovered <laughs> even though they just covered goodell as 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 late as like two months ago still trying to knock the connection between head injuries yeah. and cte Gosh. and by the way i apologize for the 950 text messages you just got on the hotline about i would trade places in a heartbeat <laughs> no, guy. um but um Anyway, I, I think the one and, and it's funny being being laid up. I've watched so much football and everything, and it's like I know they've got these independent concussion dudes, but I've seen dudes look like Rocky Balboa on the field, and like two minutes later, they're sprinting out of the tent, getting back on the field, like let's go. I'm like, so I don't know about that narrative right now very much either, but. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good it was a good weekend. I mean, the game, the, the second game obviously was much better than the first game. Although Pop probably lost most of his life the second game of this weekend, but uh, at least it was a good football game with some uh, excitement. I mean, at least we had competitiveness, right? More than anything in yeah. both games. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's competitiveness. I thought, you know, and I was probably mean. I was a little bit cranky because, again, I, you know, I've got a wound vac on my leg and I'm taking 19 pills a day. And, I'm, you know, I was a little cranky. I got a little bit after Caden a little bit, McFarland. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have. But, you know, it's like I was sitting there and I'm like, my God, we're not even done the first half yet. And we are going to start going down the. Lamar Jackson championship quarterback initiative checklist. And I'm just like, Oh, please don't do this. <laughs> but we did. So we had a little, we had a little, we had a little Twitter discussion. Um, it was fine. It was, it was very, very friendly. So our conversation yesterday um, was kind of based on, at least from my perspective in watching this version of Kansas city and what they've evolved to. Uh, I know that we we shared a text or two in that early game, but all the greats are able to adapt, and you can go back through the course of history, and at some point in time, the league is going to catch up with you and figure you out for the most part. It's about how do you try to stay ahead of them and how to continue to evolve. And this is another version of the Kansas City Chiefs that we're not used to, and that starts directly through – um, the organization and with Andy and this version, Jerry, is I, the phrase I used was death by 100 paper cuts. You know, they're they're more comfortable right. than ever before to clip off four or five yards a, at a time and rely defensively. They're not having to take big risks anymore because of how they're now built defensively compared to what they were the last time that these two teams matched up. I mean, exactly. I mean, let's let's look at Kansas City and then. And then I want to make a public service announcement about them when I'm done. But, you know, you got the best quarterback in the league, the best head coach in the league, the best tight end in the league. You've got arguably a defense that was playing at a championship level at, in a, as a top five defense in the league. You got probably the best young running back in the league right now, Pacheco, as good as Cooks has looked in Buffalo. Pacheco runs angry. I mean, angry runs all the time. And, you know, Andy being the coach he is, he's like, look, we don't have the receivers we normally do to, for the explosive plays. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to survive in advance. They were surviving and advancing all the way back in the middle of the season. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, people are, oh, Travis Kelsey's washed. It's because he's dating Taylor Swift. Travis had a very big injury at the beginning of the season. Travis missed a ton of training camp, and Travis wasn't able to work like he normally does. For young guys, that's usually not a big deal. For older guys, that can be a big deal physically because they got to get their bodies going because they are banged up. He's healthy. They found a way to run the football. Last time I checked, they've got two pro bowlers on their front line. Um, again, you got a quarterback where I don't have the receivers that I normally do to get the explosive plays on third down. But if you don't put somebody on me, or even if you do, I'm gonna I'm gonna shake him go make a first down myself. And then you look offensively and you say, it's taken one person to take, and take the Chiefs to another level, which is, it, you know, Rice. I mean, you look at Rice at receiver, his development over the last half of the season has given them someone that Mahomes can trust and rely on in some third down situations. And then you take all that and you put it with, a defense that has Chris Jones and hammers in the secondary and a linebacker. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 
it's really, really hard to beat them. And I'll give you a stat that I think sums it up for, for Kansas City and why Buffalo lost that game because obviously, you know, as much as everybody wants to tell you it's fired the head coach because he sucks, Josh Allen was horrible, uh, the list goes on and on and on, the Bills could not stop the run against the Chiefs. They couldn't do it. And Mahomes, to prove that, Mahomes threw the ball 23 times in Buffalo the week before. And that's an extremely low, low number for him. And that's why they won that game. They played defense and made plays when they had to, and they, they ran the football. And that's what they're doing now, and it's allowing them to do some other things. Kelsey's healthy again, making big plays. Um, but I will say this, as good as they are, um, I never even said this about the Patriots. I, I just can't respect them as a team right now and as a franchise because of the way they act on the field during games. I've never seen I've never seen a guy that's the best at something, the best in the world, have to piss, bitch, moan, complain about every little thing. Hell, you know, his family does the same thing. It's like the if you're not a Chiefs fan, it's got to irritate you. It irritates the living hell out of me. I just I I have no I have no time for it. It just it's it's hard for me to appreciate them with the way they are on the field during games with officiating. And that, and that starts with 15. I mean, he's the worst. And what he did to Josh Allen when they lost at home on the offsides play pretty much was the end of it. I think it's more maddening that he's such a great player than if he were like Draymond Green, right? Draymond's good in his own right. But the fact that his game is as electric as it is and then you have this other side with this personality to me makes it even more maddening because then you're caught between enjoying the actual plays he makes and and feeling weird about the guy himself and and the way that he he carries himself exactly and the way they complain about other teams do the same thing and somebody colby that we know really really well that might be on the call with us at this present moment you he's the one that pulled the word out for me that i could not find and that's entitlement. I mean, they've got a big-time entitlement aura going on right now in Kansas City. But I'm not saying – and, you know, I make that comment. I get blistered for it. And I'm like, have any of you dopes read what I put on Twitter? <laughs> You've got the best player in the league. In the guy, in a guy that, unfortunately for him, is getting Andy Reid at the end of his career, unlike Belichick and Brady – I don't think Andy's going to coach much longer. Um, but you got a guy that could be the best ever. And right now he is the best in the league. Um, you've got the best type. you got all these things. It's like, what? why do we need the rest of it? I mean, why do we need this whole, like, seriously, like this whole Kansas City versus the world thing? I'm like, are we, are we serious right now? So you bring up something that, uh, what was it, Colby? A couple of months ago, I proclaimed we need to drop the "let's go." Everyone, we all right. We we're let's go out with everyone. Yeah. Like you zoom yeah. into every athlete, and it's like he's screaming "let's go." I think it's probably time to put to rest the insert city here versus everybody. Okay, because yeah. everyone uses it. Detroit versus everyone. All right, we get it. Kansas City versus everyone. Yeah. All right, we get it. Forty San Francisco <laughs> and the Niners versus everyone. Okay, we get it. It that's not the way yeah. that the world works. But it's right. just the, the manufacturing of it. So I'm with you. If we could please uh jettison let's go and insert city here versus everyone, I think the better off that we'll all be. 
No, I, I agree 100%. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is a team. And, and, you know, it's funny, and I talked about this with you, I think, in, on Tad, and I think I might have even said something to Colby about it. In the in the late eighties, in the late in the nineties, in the in the nineties and the early two thousands, when the Cowboys were on their run, the Patriots run, and I don't care what anybody says you can't Brady Brady's Brady, but Brady never acted like that. Brady was a freaking dog. But you take the Patriots, you take that, you take some of these Steeler teams. When they rolled into town, they like they beat your ass and then back the bus over you on the way out. And they might have fought each other during the game. You know, they might have fought on the sidelines in their own sideline during the game, and they made you and they made you feel it. That's not that's not what you get with this crew. And um, I just I just wish they would wake up one day and be like, "Wow, we are really that good, and we don't have to act this way, and we don't have to create this false narrative that everybody you know is against us." The Big O is with us, Jerry Ostrowski, here on the Blitz 1170. Let's jump to uh, the uh, Niners in Detroit game. And, you know, I, you you had sent me a tweet during the game, too, when I was like, I just got no words. Uh, you're correct in, in the aspect of, and Colby, you said this, that was a culture win uh, for San Francisco. That's two weeks in a row now that they've had the type of culture win. And, look, there are times in which you're going to play, you're going to play poor. Your your things are not going to go your way, but it's the ultimate belief, and yes, also taking advantage of miscues from the other team. But that's what good teams do. So the last two weeks have been nothing but culture wins from Frisco, and whatever that means for the Super Bowl, I have no idea. But the fact is, they were able to overcome all the adversity in two weeks that not a lot of teams are able to. Right, because they do they do the fundamentals of football really well. They block, they tackle. They run the football. They handle the football well. They don't turn it over. Um, they they are very good at high-percentage stuff, and they're built on that, and they're built right, and they have a toughness about them. And that's why you never can count a team like the 49ers out. I mean, obviously we know uh, are we going to go out there in two weeks and, and Brock Purdy's going to go throw for throw with Mahomes? Um, no. Probably, you know, other than, other than when – I mean, the only time I've ever seen that is when Trevor Knight did it in the Sugar Bowl back in the day. But, um, you know, no, he's not, right? So they're going to have to do what they do, be the 49ers, be a bully. And if I'm looking at if I'm looking at a lot of what's going on in Kansas City, that's what I'm trying to do. I might take a 15-yarder early and throw a lick on that big gazoo head because I want to get them out of their rhythm. I want to get them mad. I want to get them complaining and, 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 you know, and all those things that they do. But, you know, it's going to be a really weird game this week. I mean, it, did it almost feel last week, fellas, like the 49ers were playing the 49ers? I mean, it was kind of a mirror image of one another. Yes, yes. Yeah, with so, the, w- you know. But different mentalities from the head coaches because Kyle, as much as everyone wants to gloss him right. offensive god, I mean, he is basically old school with the mentality of when he, when he wants to go for it on fourth down or at least his aggressiveness. Right, I mean, you know, Dan's not going to come out in a flat bill in a boombox. Okay. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. He probably doesn't come, have his best friend's initials tattooed on his body either. <laughs> he's going to come out with a curved bill, a dip of Copenhagen, and a Walkman. I mean, it's okay. But he does have some but, some sweet tribal <laughs> tattoos on right, his heart. Right. <laughs> but, but, it's, but all kidding aside, I wish the other thing, and you want to get rid of us against the world and let's go, 
I want to get rid of analytics because I'm tired of watching analytics be a crutch that that people fall upon on in tough decisions, and it almost ruined the game of baseball to where they hadn't changed a ton of rules to get a lot of analytics, you know, or the advantage of analytics out of the game. At some point in time, when you're playing a team that's as good or better than you, you can't rely on analytics. Analytics is a long-term thing. You got to understand what's going on. You got to understand feel. You know, point in the game, situations, all that stuff. You have got to take the points, man. You've got to take the points. And um, you know, it's almost like he cursed himself when he took the the, the the field goal at the end of the first half. He was so upset with himself at halftime. It was almost like the decision was made. It'll never happen again. I got a quick follow up on that too. You know, so, what we talked about yesterday was. Like you were saying, in those situations, you're basically like giving life to to your opponent. Um, you've been a part of a ton of teams before. Momentum is a legitimate thing. And that momentum and giving life in a moment like that, there's no mathematical equation that can equate for that at all, which is why the argument about kicking the field goal in the third quarter to go back up by three scores to match San Francisco. At that point, you've built enough of a lead where, dude, three points, like at, like three points in that momentum there, you stretch it back to a three-score game, and three points, even if you were to say the next three possessions are, are points, man, those add up. You've almost built a lead that is insurmountable anyway, and every point in that instance matters to me. No, you're right. 100% you're correct. And especially when you're on the road, in a championship game, the pressure of the moment, all those things. Um, you know, yes, you have to take the points and you have to make the other team. It's, if they kick the field goal, it's a, th- a three-score game at that point. And, you know, six points, and it might not sound like a lot, but in that football game, it was a ton. They weren't playing, they weren't playing Josh Allen or – you know they're gonna they they weren't playing Mahomes they weren't playing these these high octane quarterbacks that can make crazy plays and score a bunch of points in a short amount of time. I like Purdy. I'm not bagging on Purdy, but it's not his style. Even though I'll tell you what, he ran the ball exceptionally well this weekend. But you got to look at who your opponent is. Six points against the Niners is a lot different than maybe six against Kansas City or Buffalo or Miami or you know some of the others. So. Uh, yeah, it's not, you know, how much easier is nowadays with these coaches when they go to the press conference after the game and, you know, in the old days when you went ahead and you were at a fake kick and you were like, you know, you were puking on yourself because you had to answer for that. It didn't work. And, you know, you lose the football game or you went for it on fourth down and you have to answer for it there. Nowadays, you just read the standard answer. Analytics says to go for it in that situation. And that's it. What if you had gone for it um, in that problem. same situation five times that game and failed every time? At that point, which analytics do you pay attention to? What the numbers say or what has literally the numbers say within the game you're playing, right? Right. And it's in analytics has creeped up in everything. It's not just sports. I mean, even in business, too. I've got buddies that have been long-time financial-type guys, and it's, it's caused deals to go south. It's caused people to lose money because we've, we've just, you know – it's become easy. It's, you know, it's like having a calculator on your math test when you're in high school. I mean, it's, you, you just go to the paper and this is what it says. So this is what I want to do. I mean, there's coordinators out there that all they do 
is compile analytics, and then they, every defensive, every defense they call during the game is based off of that analytics sheet. That is it, verbatim. I mean, it's already, it's, it's almost. So I don't know. The one thing I did see, guys, it was funny. I somebody posted, other than the one that said Dan Campbell, Dan Dan Campbell hits on twenty one and blackjack. <laughs> hilarious. Um, it was Dan Campbell play. Dan Campbell coaches football like we all played Madden. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yes. but no, you know, analytics is a long run thing. It's not a short term thing. It, 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 at some point, you got to have a feel and you got to understand what's going on. And um, no, nah, man, it's just uh, I just I don't I don't care for it. So anyway. Well, dude, I appreciate you jumping on here, man. Um, I know that you've still got a few more down downtime or a few more days of downtime to go. Uh, we'll probably have you back on a few more times if you don't mind as we uh, get closer to the Super Bowl and uh, oh, yeah. and then looking I, forward I, to your your daily breakdowns of uh, of Senior Bowl practice where we're watching. <laughs> well, I've already I've already lit up cranky cranky Big O already lit up Colby today once, so he was on there. Like, his his love fest, the one on one pass rush. I'm like, yeah, the most unrealistic drill in all of football. The only drill in football where both coaches can run around screaming and telling their guy they won and did a great job. <laughs> and um, every bit of it is awesome. Yeah, like I saw today, someone was saying that uh, one of the guys finished finished the drill. It was like, oh, this guy always finishes. And someone jumped in and goes, you realize that would have been a 15-yard penalty for the way that he actually finished that play right there. <laughs> so, yes, to your to your point about arguing uh, both ways. All right, dude, rest up, man. Glad that you're doing well, and we'll check in again soon. That's the big O, Jerry Ostrowski, joining okay. us here on the Blitz 1170. I, I think his phone cut out right there at the very end. We'll take a time out. We'll come back. I believe we have fact or fiction coming up next. Is that correct, Colby? Fact or fiction on the other side of the break here on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.